0: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to season two, episode four of Kings Speak. Today we are talking redefining self. I don't know if y'all are feeling the shift like I am, but there's always an opportunity that when you're learning, growing, and gaining new information, you find a way to integrate it within yourself and um, keep becoming new. So this is all about that redefining and evolving. And of course we got my boy, Ocean Phoenix in the building. He's the creator of Mastermind Connect and the Rebel Camp. He's got his inner warriorship program. So we're about to dive into all this good stuff. Stay tuned. Yes. For those of you just joining us, season two, episode four, Redefining Self. This is King's Speak. Can't wait to dive into this conversation because I know it's going to be good. So why don't you guys help me welcome my friend and the creator of Mastermind Connect and the Rebel Camp, Ocean Phoenix.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: Hi. How
1: are you? You look great.
0: Oh, I'm fantastic. So do you. Look at us.
1: Yeah, man, listen, aging gracefully, man. You know, aging gracefully, you know, that's that, This is what happens when you mind your business, you know. And, right. and, you know, you get you age backwards, you know.
0: You ain't never lied about that because we have known each other for, I feel like over, I feel it's been at least 10 years at this point and it just keeps getting yeah. better, honey
1: yeah yeah you know and this is why i'm so excited for you first i want to say congratulations on everything you have got going on season two uh this is such an important platform uh this kind these kind of conversations being started by a powerful woman uh they're very important and, and it's liberating so congratulations to you
0: thank you i appreciate that um and i also want to share with you like not only have you been a part of this journey because you've been a King speak guest a couple of times, but I remember you said something, you said, if you stay consistent with this, you know, you'll do well, you'll go far. And that stuck with me. And I was anytime I, I didn't, it's not that I've gotten to the point where I wanted to put it down, but I was like my, you know, Oshim said, stay consistent. He (laughs) said, stay consistent and it's going to work out. Just stay consistent.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it's, um, You know, listen, man, you never know who's watching, man. You know, just got to stay consistent. And we often get so consumed with the numbers and popularity that we forget that, you know, one of these videos I'm sure has changed somebody's life. And when you change one person's life, you change a whole generation. So you just, you know, it just, it, it spreads out. It's like those tentacles, you know, your message is just spreading all over the place in places that you don't even realize it's spreading. It. So keep up this work.
0: Yes, that's so true and so good. And um, I love it because yeah, that resonates. It's true. It's not about the numbers. It's the intention, the desire. And like you said, if one person, if their mind has changed, all the people around them are affected in some kind of ways. So I'm, yeah. I'm just happy about that for real. I love it. Yeah. Yeah so this you know the titles and things and guests still come intuitively to me and it's just so timely not only redefining self do i see that so powerfully you know in you but i don't know i'm feeling a shift right now i'm literally getting tested in a way where i know i'm being asked to change um are you feeling that too or is it just me
1: no, it's a, it's a huge shift happening and I'll tell you right.
0: Oh my gosh, I lost them. Okay. Yes. Tani in the chat. Hey girl, I see you. Did I lose Oshim? Yes, come on, change, change one, change a generation. Oh, I don't know what happened, all right. Let's get him in here.
1: I'm back. Hey, oh,
0: uh, my goodness, okay, hold on. Yes,
1: you have two of me now. I just, <laughs> oh no, here I go, here come the rumors. Um, but what I was saying was, I don't know what happened there, but what I was saying was, um, you couldn't pick a better day for this topic, redefining self. Uh, Today is what's known as Quitter's Day, National Quitter's Day. So according to the app Strava, they did like a hundred million something. uh, uh, They did research on like a hundred million something profiles of people who make resolutions and they saw that this day was the day where most people are going to give up on their New Year's resolutions, January 19th. So today is Quitter's Day. So there's a lot of people not going to the gym, quitting their fitness goals. There's a lot of people repeating the bad habits and uh, lifestyle uh, choices that they've made in the past. So this is a great time to have this, have this conversation.
0: Look how timely that is. So hopefully we can uh, shift the mind of some quitters or encourage those who have not yet got to that point to just keep going.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm ready.
0: Yes. So redefining self. I wanted to get the definition just because, you know, sometimes we want to put our own definitions on things, but the straight up dictionary definition is to define again or differently. And right. I just love that. You know, my name is Jamie and Jamie means supplanted, which means to supersede and replace. So I feel like I'm constantly trying to get better. Let's check better. Go, like, I feel like I'm right. always going through some kind of a metamorphosis. So I just appreciate this. Um, but in your words, what does redefining mean to you?
1: It means freedom. It means freedom to be, whoever I want to be in this lifetime, because I'm the one that has to carry it. It means not being chained down to a system, not being a slave to this matrix. It means playfulness to me. It means wonderment. Uh, it means, and it, 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 for me, it's also understanding that we change as people. We technically change, uh, no, no, scientifically, it, uh, there's a study that we change every seven years. So I can almost guarantee you what you like seven years ago, you probably have had a taste for something else, right? So it's just me being current with, flowing with the current of my life, you know, cause that current changes. And I'm all for redefining yourself, especially if you're feeling empty inside, if you don't have any uh, motivation, you don't have any drive, redefine yourself, you know, I don't want to go ahead because I know you have some questions, (laughs) but to me, it is absolute freedom, absolute liberation from a system that says you have to be a certain way. And I think our generation and the generation uh, uh, behind us, we have been tasked with the job of redefining what it means to be free. I mean, look what's happening in the world right now. Mm, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: th- it's just so true. And then, you know, I, Tani in the chat, she said it signifies freedom, <laughs> wonderment. And then she was also, yeah, two days before 21 days to set a habit. So if this is Quitter's Day, it's like, this is almost like you right there with your habit yeah. and just you're going to fall, you're going to die in the shore, you're going to drown on the shore. In, on the, on the shore.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. The, the worst person that you can give up on is yourself. So <laughs> you better come on with it. You better go, go do some marrow work. Because yeah. This is just going to be a consistent thing. And, and if you're struggling and I would I would say to people, if you are struggling with mo- motivation is temporary, you want it. The, the goal is to stay driven. You know, there's a difference between motivation and, and, and drive. You know, when you're driven, you don't even have to convince yourself. It's a part of your lifestyle. You wake mm-hmm. up every day, you know, you eat well, you work out or you don't. You know, maybe that's not what you want to do. Um, but staying motivated is is difficult sometimes because you have to constantly convince yourself and find things to motivate yourself. So, you know, if you need to reinvent or redefine yourself in order to stay driven, it, by all means, do it. By all means, Absolutely. do Absolutely.
0: I agree. And I love how you mentioned, yeah. So motivation is like a drug that you got to keep eating on or finding different ways to, and it gives you that burst, that moment, like a pre-workout. And then you're like, you know what I mean?
1: Right. right. And you
0: can't consistently, you know, it's nice to have, and it can be a jump start for particular moments, but um, it is, it's drive because drive sounds so much more fixed in a good way because you're headed in a direction. It's almost magnetizing your energy, you know pulling you towards the thing it's more intentional so i love that and also the change of the matrix i i have been experiencing my own static where i'm starting to get a lot of opinions from other people
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and as i you know i want to always make sure that my ego is in check and i'm malleable and can take direction and correction But also you have to be very careful because sometimes people's ideas and what they think you should be doing or their opinions about what is not in alignment with the reality of who you are. And like you said, we grow, Mm -hmm. we change, we subscribe Mm -hmm. to different things, we um, shift, we redefine. So how could you like? Yeah, that doesn't work. So anyway,
1: (laughs) it's it's been the story of my life. I had to, when I started to understand how my ego works, that's when I started to understand if somebody is coming from a place of of genuineness or if they're coming from a place of wanting to tear me down low key. And I had to take my ego and say, because your ego, the role of your ego is just to defend you. Correct. To protect you, who thinks it's protecting you. So once I took my ego out the mix as much as as possible because I haven't mastered my ego, <laughs> uh, you know, it pops up, you know, it, it, does. It, it is, um, I realized, I said, okay, this person, I know this person loves me. I know this person has my best interests in mind and they're giving their constructive criticism because they want to see me win versus somebody who is low key jealous and wants to keep you near and doesn't want to see you go past them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to like break that down. I had to realize that, you know, everybody doesn't have good intentions, you know, when it comes to giving advice, you know, sometimes people are secretly competing with you. I must say that is none of your business. That absolutely is none of your business. None
0: of your business.
1: Sometimes, you know, you can be like, Jamie, you're full of, you're a ball of energy. You give off really great energy, right? Where that energy goes after you emit that is really none of your business, right? Agreed. Once once it goes out, you can receive it. However, that person can receive it however they want to receive it. Sometimes, when you're putting out that positive energy and you're, you're you're shining too bright, people can't take that. So, what they do is they find ways to make little snarky comments or say things that will put doubt in your head. But when you know yourself on such a deep level, and I'm talking all sides of yourself, the dark side, the white side, the in between, when you know yourself on such a deep level and you're able to check your ego so you could differentiate between this is positive, useful advice that I'm going to take versus this mobile, a hater, right? You know, yeah. you'll be able to build that discernment for yourself, you know, and a lot of that has happened to me. Uh, in the last year people thought I was losing my mind I've heard it from everybody oh he changed his name and meanwhile I was getting judgment from people who don't even use their real name and I'm like you change your name right and people thought I was losing my mind but when they saw the work that I was doing yeah and they saw everything aligned because I had a plan and a vision for my life because I did the shadow work i i I, I raised my vibration you can't really tell me a goddamn thing about me. <laughs> and I love
0: that everything it, that you said
1: I don't care about people's opinions anymore I really don't I'm indifferent about it now i'm just I just don't care because I know a lot of people are dealing with hurt and pain and they're projecting if i'm as long as I'm not doing anything that's hurting little kids or hurting old people or just hurt anybody <laughs> why do you care? And you got to ask yourself that question when somebody is saying something snarky or cynical or whatever. You're like, you know, that may be coming from a place. You may be projecting on me. So take it with a grain of salt and and forgive, right? It's not a, it's not, a lot of times it's not even personal.
0: Correct.
1: Correct. It comes from fear. Yeah yeah
0: no i love that that was so well said and it was a very intentional reason why i kind of preface this conversation with that because not only did you speak to the laying down of the ego so nicely because that's what it is when you're getting the information and you're indifferent about it you're really hearing from source and you're present you don't have to latch on to anything and react to anything you can be present to receive and let who you know you are filter and defi- define that information. So I feel like when it comes to redefining self that speaks directly to identity and there's a strength in that. It's not that you, you know, like for everybody, nobody could tell me, but it's also right. like, but but I know me though, but I know, it was right. still, you know what I'm saying? And there has to be that trust there for, yeah. with yourself.
1: Absolutely, so, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's people take it as an arrogance, right? People use yes. this, thing, oh, yeah, you need to be humble. <laughs> and I was like, "No, the fuck! I don't need to be humble. I need to be me." Being know? humble
0: didn't get me, you know.
1: Right, I I, I you can't play small. I understand humility and all that stuff, but yeah, when you're growing, you're, when you're growing, you're not going to limit your growth, right? Let's just say your physical body, your physical body is going to grow whether you like it or not, unless you have some condition. Your mind doesn't talk to your body and goes, "Hey, man, just calm down a little bit. You're growing too <laughs> fast for me." Like, no, everything else has to catch up. Yeah. Yes. I say that to everybody. It's like if you're, if 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 my growth offends you, then you got to catch up or just pay me no mind. So you know, I think that people who shine bright lights, you know, it's you know, sometimes it can feel. Like a, like a burden sometimes because people really don't think that I wake up like this every day. I wake up in a, in a great mood every day. Like I'm not the type of person who just like wakes up like, oh, today's gonna be a crappy day. No, I literally wake up this positive every day. And the reason that I wake up this positive every day is because I've had my dose of negativity in life. I've dealt with the dark side. I've, I've, I'm born in the darkness where I was raised, where I come from and i know it all too well so i made a decision i made a conscious decision to focus on positivity i still know how to deal with the darkness but i made a conscious decision on being positive every day that's also a part of redefining myself it's not just the image it's the way you 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 uh, talk it's the way you walk it's the way you treat your body it's the things you say to yourself the word. Oh. so you have to be very careful about you know, not bringing the old into the new when you redefine yourself. Of course, you're gonna deal with those things, but you have to make sure that you are um, aware, right? This emotional intelligence thing is be aware and self-aware and then learn how to self-regulate, you know, because I'll, I'll, you know, from time to time, I'll get down on myself. I'll take two days and be like, huh, it's human emotion. It just, it happens. Um, But a part of this new self that I'm coming into and I'm still coming into my new self, I have a vision for my life and a vision for my attitude and, 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 and how I emit my light and my frequency to the world. So I'm going to stay in this realm of positivity and have only positive people around me. That's a choice. Yeah,
0: it's a choice. And I love that. You know, it, it, it's, it's a biblical thing, but it says you can't put new wine in an old wineskin. Because if you if you don't change the the um, vessel, then just in new information and new 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 it's going to destroy that. It's, so you have to you know in the redefinition, you're becoming new. So that brings me to um, your name change, like yes. where did it come from? Mm. And how did you make that choice?
1: Um, the funny thing is, I, I never resonated with my original name.. Uh, okay. It was you know a lot of family reasons, and mm-hmm. you know I've always had nicknames I've always had nicknames right It was Mikey Mike Mancy all these nicknames that <laughs> I had. and I started my spiritual journey six years ago and I started to gravitate um, towards the stories of the Phoenix you know I always it's like I have a big one tattooed on my arm like mm. I know gravitated toward the, the mythical story about the Phoenix. Every culture has its version of the phoenix, of this mythical bird, um, in, in Vedic, and you know, just whatever. And I said to myself, you know, I I'm, I'm feeling a name change coming, and that was two years ago, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I was speaking to my ex, and she was like, "It's going to come to you." Mm-hmm. Right? So one day, I had a shaman over my house who was just clearing the house and clearing the space. I'm uh, putting up some crystals in the space and just in ceremony and I took a shower. I took a shower and I just connected with water and this this name started coming to me, like this word. It was like Oshem, Oshim. And I was like, wow, this is really powerful. But I already mm. had the, the Phoenix on my mind. So when I came out of the shower, it just hit me and I was like, this is my spiritual name. This is my spiritual name. And I, I, you know, I was kind of intimidated to share that with people because people are very judgmental. You know, people are very judgmental, and I still cared about what people thought at that point. I still cared about what people thought. I wasn't completely free yet. And lo and behold, when I googled Oshem because I wrote it out, it it means the uh the the ancestors of Egypt. I swear. Oh God. How it's written out, it means the ancestors of Egypt uh, in, in uh, East India, in, in East Indian language. So I said, wow, this was so powerful. I didn't even, this was not planned at all. So I just wanted to really um, share that with the world. And so I just started to change my name on my social media platforms. And I noticed people were just like, huh, we don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. And I was going through a, a, a very huge life change and life yeah. switch. So I said, you know what? I want to be myself. You know, they just going to mm. have to go with it. And however you get it is how you get it. But just in doing that, I helped so many people come to their own realizations that they need to redefine themselves. And I felt like I needed to shed that old skin of something very traumatic that I went through for the last four years And it really helped me through my transition. So a name change is just deeper than having a cool name. It really is shedding and renewal, shedding and renewal. And that for me was what my name change process was about. Um, I don't care who doesn't like it. I just don't care. You know, I I feel I love myself. So no matter (laughs) what, no matter what you do, you're going to be judged for it. Because those people quietly and secretly want to be you. They want to be as brave as you. That still is none of your concern. Just don't be afraid to live in your truth. You're not hurting anybody, you're not hurting anyone. My name change was a personal thing for me.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, I love what it means. I love how intuitively it came to you. And I love that you were in a space of boldness, even you, though you weren't all the way this or that to um, honor yourself. Cause it is about loving yourself. and we are in an age where especially with social media we get a little bit too concerned about what people think and it just keeps you small and you know the name changes major like you know me i just i'm always it's still biblical you know but i love vedic culture too and you know everything you know i study everything but it it, you know even god does that when it's like you going from little boy to king i'ma change your name it is bigger than just, oh, this looks cool. Like, I got a phoenix here. It's so spiritual and deep and powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so glad. I did. actually didn't look up the meaning of Oshim before we talked, but I love that. It just gave me chills. It's so rich. And yeah. so are you. So it just Perfect. fits.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I. You know, you, you got to make a decision at one point in your life to stop living for others and start living for yourself. Yeah. Um, And a lot of times it's our social circle that actually prevents us from living in full expression Mm. because we are scared that our social circle, who's not even happy a lot of times, is gonna judge us. Mm -hmm. I've been in that. I've been in every social circle you can name. I've (laughs) flown jets with billionaires. I've did nightlife in New York City. I was basically like a psychiatrist in nightlife. People bought me their problems and I took their problems away. I've been in motorcycle circles. I've been in every circle that you can imagine. And Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. People get into a lot of these social circles and settings in order to be accepted. Um, People wanna feel a part of something. But in that, sometimes you can give up a large piece of your identity. You have to be careful when you are, um, you know, getting into these cliques and these social circles you're not surrendering your identity and you are not doing things just to appease people and become a part of that people-pleasing program. Because once you become part of that people-pleasing program, you're going to lose yourself. And sometimes you lose yourself for years. If you want to rename yourself Carrot Top, that you can do whatever <laughs> you want to do. Yes. Like, especially with Black people. Black people in this country, we are very tribal people. Right when a new dance comes out, everybody do dance. We doing the Busted challenge. Everybody doing the Busted challenge. Everybody's wearing this. Everybody's wearing this. Like we we have a very tribal culture, and it's a beautiful thing, but we have to make sure that we remember that we are two individuals. So if you're struggling with your identity, your sexuality, your you know feeling like poor or whatever, you know it's time to drop that. And the way to do that is to start going within. And everybody's not ready to go within because that takes deep shadow work. That takes reflection. That takes visiting the past. It can be scary. It's a journey though, but are you gonna forfeit the journey because you're scared to be judged by your social circle? Ooh, when you're trying to redefine yourself, you can't see it, you have to have tunnel vision. You can't worry about what anybody else is doing. How are you gonna show up for yourself authentically every day? Or you just want to be known as safe Susie Homemaker, two kids, this and that. And there's a lot of people who like live in that scenario. They want to be, you know, they want to be off jet setting somewhere. You can do both. If you put your mind to it, if you create your world, let's say you're a single mother. I know it's not easy, but try, you know, you want to jet set around the world and take your kid with you. Hey, you could, there's women that are doing that. And for men, you know, a lot of men want to be them. They can't because that machismo stuff. So there's so many different layers on why people don't truly live in full expression and, and, and get to a point where they can redefine themselves. So, yeah. you know,
0: it's very they, true. And, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit with doing the shadow work, going within yourself, acknowledging that it's a journey. Cause you know, some people get frustrated and give up and, you know can't really get it together how much of redefining yourself is spiritual and how much of it is practical or like how did you combine the two um, to get oh, into a new space God.
1: i think i think a large part of it is spiritual i think mm-hmm. when you redefine yourself and you see people redefining themselves historically they go through some sort of deep change mhm you know, whether that's losing all their money, it's it, you notice how it's either they're losing something or gaining something. And um, I think it's about 90 percent spiritual. <laughs> the other 10 percent, I'm not really sure, but 90 percent <laughs> spiritual. And I think like 10 percent of just being fed up with myself, you know, fed up of, of, of waking up and it felt like Groundhog's Day every day. Yeah. And I even changed the way that I look. You know, I started like I look at pictures of myself three years ago. You know, my skin was blotchy. I was 50 pounds overweight. Um, I just I wasn't feeling good about myself. And I was like every for four years I spent in this loop of excuses. Mm. I got tired of my own shit. Mm. So the, the, what happens is when your spirit is irritated, It'll start to show on the outside. Because it's already happening in the inside. You know you're not content, you're not, you're not comfortable with yourself or where you are in life. And spiritually, it'll come out through anxiety, it'll come out through depression, it'll come out through spiritual attack. And wow. if you don't make space to start uncovering and delayering some of these things, you can actually get sick. Or you can be angry, you just die a hater. <laughs> And like people that are too afraid to face themselves, so they spend all day worrying about every other every other person's life, right? So I had to go through my dark night of the soul.
0: Mm.
1: It was that period of my life of darkness, right? It was like winter is coming. Like if I can relate it to anything, it was winter in my life for four years, and I just did not know how to change it. So I had to face certain things about myself, my childhood, the past, my old relationships, heal relational wounds that I had with family members. And most importantly, forgive myself, forgive myself. And it was in that forgiveness where I was able to hit the reset button and go, all right, who are you? And that's when the metamorphosis started to begin. So I can compare it to the process of how a butterfly, you know, comes out of a shell. You know, first you have that bubbly, nasty goo, and then you have that, you know, cocoon, and they're incubating a cocoon. And they, the cat, you know, it's a whole process, but it's ugly. Yeah. You know that caterpillar to cocoon to the butterfly, whatever process it is, that's the process, man. Like it's an ugly ass process, <laughs> but it's worth it. Yes. I'm sorry, I don't know if I could curse. No, but, I
0: love it because it, it's just
1: true. It's, it's, uh, it's an ugly it. ass process. <laughs> it's worth it. A lot of people are still in denial in what my... I can't... I did my my Dark Knight of the Soul already, so a lot of people are in that right now because of COVID. <sighs> oh my open. gosh. Because people don't understand, COVID is also a spiritual attack. Uh, for sure. Doesn't... Co-
0: corona means crown and...
1: Yeah. sun yeah. It's it, so... The the thing thing is, it's just like if you don't take a couple years of your life to go inward and heal certain aspects of yourself, you will always, it it will just, that illness, because it is an illness, will just relocate the other areas in your life. And then it will always prevent you from, like I said, living in full expression.
0: It's very true. Gosh, I remember, my man, I did go through a dark night of the soul myself. And you're right, like, I remember that time, too. And I wasn't ready for a long time. And my thing, I would just drink. I was like, man. like I couldn't figure out like, why I felt so heartbroken. Right. And I had no idea there were so many parts of me screaming to breathe, screaming to be acknowledged. Like, I just had, I literally, I had no clue. Um, And the beauty of that is going on these journeys, especially for people like us where, you know, I I can show up on my worst day and still make you feel good. So it's not, you know, the light is there. Um, But wrestling with these things and being able to come out on the other side, especially people like you and I, is beautiful because um, it, it does impact others in a way where we can communicate things and share and help other people grow. Cause it's a me- I, I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do for a long time. So I completely relate to the dark night of the soul and needing to acknowledge. And that does have to happen first before the whole butterfly moment. And sometimes yeah. it happens more than once, like in different ways, <laughs> like how you said, you know, uh, the, the dis-ease, the disease and the body it shows up in different spaces and areas of your life. And you just kind of have to keep digging and figure it out so you can grow through it.
1: Um,
0: you know, so with that being said, my next question for you is what are some of the changes that you've seen in your life and the lives of your loved ones as they respond to a healthier, happier, wholer version of you?
1: (sighs) Everything. everything. (laughs) Um, I went through, man, I went through necessary changes things that were no longer serving me. I just wanted to hold on to the things that were no longer serving me because I found comfort in that. Oh. And we can fear change so much that we actually hold on to something that's hurting us versus going blindly into that tunnel and seeing what's on the other side of that tunnel. And it's scary because when you go through that tunnel of darkness, you can't feel anything. But you can see the light. You start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And a lot of us fear that light because that light is actually our our full potential. It's actually the beginning of life because it's a self-actualization. And I want people to Google Maslow's hierarchy of needs. He basically lays out what every human needs, the basics of what every human needs. This is safety, security, food, love, companionship, um, purpose, and then at the top is self-actualization. And for me, how everything changed was coming into a point of self-actualization, which is like, oh, I know what I'm here for. I know what I'm here to do. I see my power now. Mm -hmm. Not saying I'm fully in my power, but I know how to access it, and I know what to do in order to access my full power. It's going to take me doing these these couple of things, but I'm every day I'm gonna crack at it until I get closer to it. So I'm getting closer and closer until I got to that light and coming on the other side of that tunnel now, I don't take things as, as personal as I used to. Mm. Um, so the, the, the my relationships actually got better. Even with people who have hurt me, they got better because I started to understand their pain. Right? Mm understand their pain. I'm like, man, you know, when I realize we're all dealing with trauma, we're all dealing with some level of pain or misunderstanding uh, of something, then you don't take things personal. Because I, it was about three months last year where I was really bitter about something. Yeah. And it was blocking my blessing. You know, when you hold on to that anger and you hold on to that resentment and you hold on to the past, it blocks everything. It literally turns all the faucets of abundance off. So you can get to a certain place, but you're like, damn, why can't I just get over this hump? It's because you're holding on to something. And it may be something that you've buried in the back of your, in your unconscious mind. So what I started to do was understand myself on a deeper level so I could understand the people around me and love them and be available to them. There's somebody that that is a, a specific person that I forgave. And as soon as I forgave that person, I... Actually, saw them. As soon as I forgave them, things started to open up for me. Mm. Uh, the relationship with my parents is, is better because I understand them. They both suffered severe trauma. Yeah. The quality of my life has gotten better through this process. And I honor it because holding on to like you, it doesn't mean that you have to reconcile with somebody. Right. But forgiveness frees your heart. So What happens is that resentment, that anger, that bitterness, it's right here in your heart. It sits on top, weighing it down. It's like a Mm -hmm. cholesterol buildup, right? It blocks your arteries. It doesn't allow you to love fully. You always be guarded. And though you have to be careful to a degree, it's not necessarily careful is a wrong word. You just have discernment, have boundaries when you enter a romantic relationship or you enter a friendship or any ship that you're going to get on, you notice that when you get on a ship, you take your time to get on. Correct. Just use some discernment, watch your steps have boundaries, you know, because loving somebody fully from a healthy place is beautiful. So that's what it's really done for me is it increased the value of all my relationships. Um, I forgave a lot of people and I reconciled. So, cause a lot of stuff wasn't as serious, like nobody physically mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. but I was able to actually empathize with the person and say, you know what your childhood was messed up. You know, you, you don't know, understand love, you know, and that's just, that's your journey to understand. I'm, it's, I'm not your teacher, but I forgive you. And that's what it helped me do. Helped me move on with life.
0: Gosh, that was so well said and so major. And I, again, it just resonates so much because that's capacity. We want to open our hearts. And when we create that space, we really are able to see other people. I'm kind of, again, you know, in that situation now where I, I know the difference. I know when I used to feel offended or afraid or got on the ship too quickly and almost failed right. that my immediate response was to close my heart, put a brick wall up and you can get by with that for a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You can get by, you know, yeah. but I, uh, that's not me. It didn't feel good. It feels like more weight what? to be that closed off and I can't do it anymore. So I'm like, how, you know, show me the way to open and stay open. And like you said, it's not, you said you used another word, but then you use the word discernment. And that's what it is. It's like, how can I get to a space where I'm open enough and have enough capacity to just discern what's in front of me from an honest space so that I'm not in defense mode? Because a woman in defense mode um who always feels like a a victim about to be attacked is not a flowing woman. Your intuition, it blocks so many other things. Your intuition, your abundance, your this, your that. So, you know, the forgiveness and The willingness to open your heart and see and create that space is major. I mean, absolutely, it's a game changer.
1: And you have to be (laughs) very um, careful about constantly bringing the old into the new, right? Uh, Right, somebody hurt you, right? That journey is for you to figure out why you allowed it. Obviously, if it's a physical thing, that's a completely different thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There are victims of domestic violence that have been hurt by people, men and women, mainly more women, um, and just heal from that. So I Mm -hmm. want to preface that. But if you went through some sort of emotional, you know, quarrel with somebody, you know, you really got to reverse engineer this thing, right? Do that inner child work, you know, which is, is talking to your younger self and. Really figuring out why you keep choosing toxic people or, you know, you're allowing certain things in your space. Um, You know, some of us can like to be hurt. Right. Some
0: of us get addicted to the feeling.
1: Yeah. Subconsciously, like your mind uh, interprets being treated poorly as a sign of love and care, you know, and that's (laughs) that's probably not the right thing. It's not sustainable. For you, uh, <laughs> for you, not, you know, we all want to be treated with respect. We all want to be loved. We all have our own love languages. Some of y'all, you know, might have a little bit more of a tough love type of relationship. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to have the same relationship. But if you're constantly crying about, oh, you know, all men do this or all women are like this, then you're making these gross generalizations. But the biggest thing that you're doing is you're talking yourself out of your, your your blessings that the universe has for you. And not to get all new agey and stuff like that, but what's for you won't go by you, you know? What's for you won't go by you unless you allow it. So right. just because I was hurt in my last relationship or hurt two relationships ago, you know, doesn't mean that I should be bringing that baggage into a new situation, you know, right. or you know, a, a work situation, right? I know people that have been burnt from a business standpoint and they're overly cautious with everybody now, you know, because oh, I don't yeah. want to. And, and what happens is that it's unfair for the person that you're engaging with because they didn't share that, that situation with you. So now you're projecting. So my thing is to release every day. Um, and that's a new thing that I've been working on. I did a burn ceremony last night, you know, yes. where I wrote down a couple of things that I wanted to let go. Um, and, you know, is releasing every day because we see traumatic things on a daily basis. Like somebody sent me a video of a guy like dying on a train tracks today. They didn't even ask me, just sent it to me. And I'm like, why do oh, I to do this? Like I'm, tra- you know, not that I'm traumatized but why put that negative stuff? It's just gonna happen, we can't escape it. This is why shedding and meditating at night and quieting your mind, saying your affirmations, right? Bringing yourself back to center, Mm-hmm. Is very important this way. Every morning that you wake up is a completely new start and new opportunity. Uh, and to me, every day is a new lifetime, so you get to author that. But if your mind is just cluttered with negative reality TV show stuff, negative music with a really bad frequency, mm-hmm. negative self talk. Um, going on Facebook and looking at people, bitch, ho bitch, hoe, slut, that, 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 that constantly. What? How do you think your disposition is going to be eventually? Like you're just going to be a negative person. So, you know, when people, look, I come from negativity more so. That first time I saw somebody get killed was nine years old. So mm-hmm. I think these people that uh, pat themselves on the back for being negative all the time or being petty or being this or being that, um, <clears throat> they're not doing anything new by being guarded and, and limiting your experience here. You're not doing anything new. You're just <laughs> limiting yourself. And I don't want, I want to be around limitless people. Yeah. And that's why I made this decision to change my, redefine myself, who I am. Because that old person no longer served. He was just doing a really bad job at trying to protect me. So Man. I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not my biggest, Fair that I had was to die old, stupid, lonely, and broke.
0: Come on, because that sounds ridiculous. That does not sound fun. <laughs>
1: I have a lot of we family... We didn't do all this for that. <clears throat> so, you know, that whole... I don't need to be guarded uh, because I'm protected. There you because go. I shed whatever... At the end of the night, I shed everything. Sometimes things affect me and get to me, but I never allow it anymore to change who I am because I work so hard at redefining myself and I'm learning from the new people in my life. I'm learning a lot of new things because I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. I trust those people, you know, they have my best uh, interests in mind. So
0: So good. Yeah, no, that's so good. And I do like the idea I might invite in that practice of, you know, at night, just letting go. Cause I do think letting go is something that you have to do consistently, especially when you're redefining yourself. Like you said, you don't want to bring the old into the new, but we're human. There's residue. There's, this is never going to just be some easy, done, clean. I'm healed. I'm 100. There's I feel like every day, every, there's always something that you can do, but I want to invite that practice in because it puts you, um, what, you know, it's the repetition of it or the lack thereof. If it's the repetition of the wrong thing and you're constantly getting rid of it, you're giving your subconscious a chance to reprogram and latch on to something else than that old stuff where, you know, um, so I love that. And then also, what you said was major you don't have to protect yourself you're protected and that can be hard for someone to grasp who grew up like you and in completely different circumstances who grew up like me like everybody has their own you know i had my parents i had everything so i don't want to um make it sound like my parents were whatever but at the same time i was still extremely independent so i always thought well if i don't do it it ain't going to get done i got my car my school clothes my money i at one point i was making more money than my pa- i gave that. so i so it's not a bad thing but it's like whoa whoa whoa, girl like you're not out here by yourself (laughs) you're not out here so you don't need to do all that so we all have these things where it's like no you're you're okay relax (laughs) yeah
1: i mean you found a tribe that also supports what i would say is yeah if you're gonna start this practice how i do that nighttime practice is i ask myself what do i need to let go of Mm -hmm. and then i have a thing called the gold agreements which are my my principles Mm-hmm. And my principles are my personal truths. And I have them in my phone. It's a practice that I teach inside of the rebel camp um, as a part of my inner worship program, which is I have the first thing that I have people do is write down, ask themselves, what do they stand for? What are they no longer willing to tolerate? And what do you want? And there's a list and that list grows and grows and grows for people. And it's different. It's different for everybody. So, you know, that's what I do nightly. Sometimes I miss a night. Um, when I feel like I don't need to let anything go, because it was a great day. Every day is not, you know, filled with toxic trauma. No, yeah. case, I gotta ask myself, where the hell? What the hell am I doing? Right. You know, my days are pretty good. So um, that, and, and then also finding your tribe, finding a supportive tribe. Um, people don't do the work, and they will not do the work. A lot of them. They, they, they. they a lot of people talk about doing the work. You know, they, they, they A lot of people, did I see them on Clubhouse, or Facebook. Talk, <laughs> talk, 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 talk. But when you say hey, show up Sunday, 10 a.m. or 9 a.m., bright and early, we're going to be doing a releasing session. We're going to be doing a meditation. We're going to be talking about our traumas and affairs. How many people are going to show up? How many people are going to invest money into self-development? And if you look at everybody wants to be a millionaire, if you look at any millionaire or billionaire, the biggest investment that they make is in themselves. You know, retreats, uh, life coaches, spiritual guides, they spend that money. You can do that on a smaller scale if you want, but you if you want to change your life, you have to invest in yourself. Um, so finding your tribe, investing in yourself, there's all types of ways to get closer to defining and, and discovering who your true self is yeah no
0: and you said what i'm sorry
1: people have a lot of tools now
0: yeah which i love um i i really appreciate that too because it's like you know i saw your post about you know your dad and then his father and i really feel like us zennials are like i call us old school millennials it's like we got All of that old school stuff, the old school, the church, the don't do this, the the parents just work, you know, maybe parents not being as open with the I love you's, the we don't do therapy, all of that stuff, you know, but then now we're still young. Some of you have children, we're still here and we're like, oh, there's a whole. So we are literally, I feel like a part of this shift, I mean for generations like this is us right here like taking it from here to this thing to give our children and the next um generation a chance and opportunity to we're redefining more than ourselves is what i'm saying we're redefining uh something much bigger than that with our tools and our conversations and our willingness to invest in ourselves and things like that because this is completely different than when we, we were raised
1: right we have to stop being so angry at the boomer, uh, the baby boomers. Yeah, we, have to, we really have to stop being so angry. And, and I, I, I don't like that conversation, it's very um ageist, um, and it, it lacks compassion mm. you know, because you have to understand like they didn't get a chance to define themselves, they had no internet, they had they grew up in the like you know, the, the era where it was like house. Two kids, stay on the same job for 45 years, retire when you're like 65. Now you're able to live your life. Your knees ba- barely work. Your back is broken from going to the job every day. They didn't have as many options and they didn't have the information readily available in their face so they could define themselves. And, you know, when my mom was coming up, her teacher told her my mom was like i want to be a doctor or something like that i forgot what it was mm-hmm. a lawyer a lawyer and her teacher third grade teacher looked her in the face and said you can't be that Because little negro girls can't be that so understand what you're dealing with so all this like the slick talk of the, you know about the generations before us they were really mixed up they had to go to war and i'm talking about war war i'm not talking about we're going to drop a bunch of drone of uh, you know missiles out of drones and, you know, fight from a distance. I'm talking about being in the jungles. You know, my grandfather was at war for a hundred plus consecutive days with no break in Germany. Mm. He's a black man from New York. So they came back with a lot of PTSD and a lot of issues and mental health stuff that wasn't diagnosed back then and took it out on their family. But then there's, there's a lot of boom, people from the boomer generation that did a great job with raising They're they're, um, your your parents and their children. So it's, you know, I just think that we need to have more compassion, you know, when it comes to our experiences, you know, um, they didn't get a chance to define themselves, but you get a chance to define yourself. And that's the beauty in this, but there's a cost with that. That cost means that you have to contribute to breaking this generational trauma and generational cycle. And the way that you do that is through self care, self love, not passing on down toxic traits, to your children or to your nieces or your nephews or whatever. And being emotionally intelligent, studying emotional intelligence, constant reflection without judgment, just observation.
0: Correct. And all of that, what you said is a little bit of work. So it's gonna take some work now. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Thanks.
0: So, since we are talking about the things that we can do, um, and you know, spirituality can be a little bit confusing for some people depending on where they're getting their information, but what spiritual pitfalls do you feel like people are falling into these days, and my example of the pitfalls is like the perpetual state of healing, or the obsession, or just being too reliant on gurus, or too tight on the Bible, or too, you know, where are people messing up here? in your opinion?
1: All of everything that you just said is relevant. And I'm going to go through these really quickly. I I do have an issue with um, the obsession with healing, right? Like, you got to know when you healed from a situation. And just because, and people think, you know, look at it like a a wound, right? Mm. People think about healing, they think that they'll never see the scar again. and. I can look at a scar and say, "Oh, this is healed," but sometimes you can feel still feel the pain from the scar. It is what it is. Sometimes the wound is that deep, but if it's healed and it's not bleeding anymore, then it's healed, right? That that scar is healed. But there is a um, there is a, a an acceptance that has to come along with certain things, right? Healing doesn't mean that you are going to erase a certain situation from your memory Mm -hmm. and never remember it. You may be triggered down the line by something that you thought you healed from, but at least it's not ruling your life. And that to me is healing, is not allowing uh, traumatic events that have happened to you rule over your life and prevent you from living in full expression. Now, um, I see a lot of reliance on gurus. I'm actually writing a book right now It's a graphic novel based off a true experience of of someone who, like, lost who they were, their entire, like, they lost themselves in a guru. And that guru was living a double life on the side um, and actually has a cult, right? So what's happening now are people are gravitating towards a lot of these online gurus. There is nothing wrong with online gurus. There's nothing wrong with people who are genuine. But what I will tell you is use your discernment. Use your discernment. When you become a part of these communities, sometimes you relinquish your voice. You give up your voice. And the only voice that you trust is another person's voice. This is why my platforms, I call them a communitas. And a communitas is a Latin word for a community where everyone is equal. And there's not that one guru grabbing for that run ring of power. I am not a guru. I'm not a spiritual guru. I don't even call myself anything spiritual. I'm a guiding light, and I'm a resiliency coach. I teach people how to be resilient, and whatever it is that they want. But I've seen people. I just helped somebody get out of an online cult like three weeks ago, and you've given (sighs) these people your money and they're telling you to forget about your kid. This is a real story, like, forget about your kids, you don't matter. I've heard horror stories. Oh my God. I, I mean, I have so much information and it's gonna stay with me, but I even heard stories about sexual assault because especially with women, a lot of women are spiritually curious. They're more likely to um, to go into these situations. They get attracted by a lot of the divine masculine energy that comes from these these online male gurus and they get sucked in and they become your God and they become like a parent to you. So be careful, use your discernment, fall in love with the message, not the master. I always tell people that mm. um, the other thing is, I think the pitfall is, um, you know, not really doing the work fully. There's a lot of people that are dabbling in this thing. They get these different Methods and modalities and and all these, you know, spiritual things like uh, saging and smudging and dealing with crystals and all these things. And they develop an unhealthy reliance on those things because those things actually meant to aid you in the process. But to walk through that tunnel, you're going to be naked, cold, and it's dark. And a crystal ain't going to do nothing but (laughs) aid you in your anxiety, perhaps, or make you feel empowered. But if you're not connected, you won't harness the true power from that thing. Or going into meditation helps you quiet your mind and your anxiety so you can handle the situation. But you're still going to have to go through that tunnel. you got to finish the work. Do the work. Stay committed. Show up. I can't tell you the reason that I'm winning right now is because I show up. You do. I show up every day, even with men. I work with men. Men are the absolute most difficult to work with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why? Because they think they got it all together? <laughs> or they because want to they,
1: portray that? Or why do you say that? Investing in their self-development is not a part of their lifestyle. They'll spend a thousand dollars on sneakers before they spend on like a retreat or some course that will help them understand economics or love or life or whatever like that. They won't spend that type of money. You have to be a very enlightened man to go in that direction. I've spent Mm. a lot of money on myself and my self-development. I'm literally about to join something after I get off this call because I resonate with it and it adds on to my knowledge of self versus I can spend that 20 something dollars a month on what Starbucks, you know? So a lot of these places are low entry points. If you show up every day, you will start seeing the results. But you know, a lot of them, they don't wanna show up. And I can't tell you dealing with men on a self-development level is a teeth pulling grinding thing or what men do is they ghost right so men are famous for ghosting they get what they want and then they ghost right so i can't mm. tell you how many men i speak to about their problems with their wives or their this or their that and i say okay what i want you to do now is just show up for a mastermind connect event show up you don't even have to show up for my friends event this is a good event this is about understanding your emotions and love better they won't show up they just want to vent but they don't want to, they're not about that follow-up action. There's why there very few men right now that have a certain level of enlightenment and emotional intelligence. And then the ones that are uh, not doing that are just on the sidelines looking, and they're going to lose. And I'll tell you why they're going to lose as we enter this age where the feminine is rising, this age of Aquarius. So if you don't embrace the feminine aspects of yourself, Yeah. You're going to be so emotionally lost in all of this because you're not going to know how to handle the the feminine side of yourself, which is the more emotional side, the more water side, the more feeling side, right? Because the masculine is about action and building. Yeah. So you're going to be lost in the sauce if you don't understand that polarity, if you don't understand your emotions, woo, it's going to be a tough five, 10 years for you. That
0: is True. true. It's so true. And it does take an enlightened man to know that, um, you know, I was listening to somebody else. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he, he was like, and and you wouldn't even think he spoke like this, but he was like, when, once I invited in the divine feminine in a per in a particular way, I smiled more at my workers. I had compassion for my, this I had empathy. It added another zero to the end of his income, like. Yeah. now going from six figures to seven that's cute that perks up the ear of a man but it's like the divine feminine part that you're talking about really tapping into that and having an understanding of what that means for you is power
1: absolutely and and it's not one thing that i don't get involved with because i know a lot of guys like this um what they'll do is they'll get they'll 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 read a lot of books right mm-hmm. self-empowerment but they still have that level of ego attached to it where they treat spirituality and self-development like a battle rap, right? They just want to go on with their knowledge and they want to impress everybody. <laughs> yeah. so they can turn on the woman and these women can come around and say, oh my God, I can listen to you talking. You know, and, and like Another tactic to get something out of the feminine or to um, gain social status. And when you naturally are doing the work and have it, you won't have to manipulate. You won't have to put on a show for people. All you got to do is just show up as yourself. Bring us this knowledge because we need it. Bring us the wisdom because we need it. But, you know, be genuine, you know, be authentic because it'll always show up, you know? And I love these brothers who come around because I I don't, there's certain things that I just have no interest in, but they're like, I just don't have an interest in everything. I know what I know and I show up as authentically as myself. The way that I live my life is an example to people to get them driven. And I don't need to know everybody in the every pharaoh in the Kemetic Pantheon. I don't need to know that. I don't need to read the Bible front to back. I don't need to do a lot of this. I'm tapping in intuitively. I've done the work and I only share from the level of what I know. And then when I read about something else or experience something else and I embody it first, before I go spitting the knowledge like a rap battle, right? Mm. I embody it. I let it sizzle in my spirit. If it resonates, then I share my perspective. But I'm not a gatekeeper and we have a lot of people that have taken this knowledge and they're deterring people actually from living their lives. I read here and I read here and I read here and I read here, but what about what you think? So now it's putting seeds of doubt in your mind when you think about reinventing or redefining yourself. This is why I say, I I don't care if you meet a guru who who can astro travel and levitate and all that you still got to focus on yourself. It's it's cool to be impressed, but don't want to be like somebody else. Only want to be like you. Be inspired, but only your 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 goal is to take your journey. And I have seen a lot of people lose themselves in the lore of others. So that to me, you cannot redefine yourself until you are fully fully trusting in yourself. I can't tell you how many people... Somebody said, what's wrong? Is he okay? And it's just like, I'm more than okay. He lost his mind. I said, no, I found my mind actually because I no longer have to rely on external things to be happy.
0: Oh, I love it. And I'm just so proud of your journey in this and you know, something that stuck out to me that you said is, is what I like to do too, is when I learn something new, yeah. I call it integrating. I have to let it integrate with yes. me because then when it comes out, it is my perspective. It's a little bit of who I've been through, what I've been through, who I am, how I took the information, that, but it's now a part of me to where when I'm sharing it, it is authentic and you know, you can eat the meat and spit out the bones and get what you get from it. But that integration is so necessary before you just... Battle rap, like bring it to the table. Like
1: these these are spiritual uh, knowledge barbs, and everything has its place, but you'll waste a lot of time. I know people that have read every single book back and forth, watch every documentary about the Anunnaki versus, uh, you know, uh, neuroplasticity, all these things, and they're still weak. They're still weak. They just hoard knowledge and information, but they don't apply it. So what you want to do is be that person if you really wanna, if you really wanna redefine yourself and reinvent yourself, be that person who trusts themselves more than you trust anybody else. I can yes. reference the answers from somebody else's experience and get not reference the answers, but I can I can be inspired by somebody else's journey and honor their journey. But I gotta always remember that this journey is my journey. I can help people along their journey, but I'm not gonna get so tangled up in somebody else's journey that I lose myself. Cause then you're gonna get into constantly redefining yourself over and over every day cause then you're lost. Yeah. You find yourself, you, you discover exactly where you are, the specific coordinates of where you are in your heart and in your mind and in your gut. You know the specific coordinates. Cause your heart, especially your heart is a compass, you know, your heart is a compass, but you know, it has that, that that electromagnetic frequency. So it pulls in. So if your heart is heavy and you know, it just, is just guarded. What do you think you're going to attract? You know, when you're dealing with somebody that has a light spirit that has a free heart. And I love the term spirit. I love the conversation around spirit spirit to me is this and I, and I don't want to explain it and i'm going to land the plane here is when you walk into a room when somebody walks into a room and they just have a big spirit and you just automatically get happy when they walk in the room <laughs> that's like you jamie I, I get happy when you walk in the room i'm gonna like, say it's gonna be a good day it's gonna be a good day sunshine just walked in the room That <laughs> is a spirit that's like spirit like like whoo first i got spirit and that's what I always, I never want to lose that. Because once I lose that, I've lost everything.
0: Yeah. And you know what, regardless of maybe your ups and downs or whatever the case, you've always had that. I mean, I'm sure you know, but you've always had that. I don't know if you remember one time in New York, I was doing my High Life series events and I had just started with the High Life and I think it was like raining that day. It wasn't, you know, whatever, but um, the first one was amazing but the second one something was raining it didn't even matter but it was only like five of us that showed up it was like me you jay camps we had so much fun because it was just it was just it was like five lit light people and it was amazing it was beautiful it didn't matter 30 50 80 people didn't show up to this and that but i'll just never forget that like your energy um and what you bring to the room has always been like my guy like you know so that's amazing
1: yeah. um, I love, and, and that's <laughs> know, people, people pay to get that so you, that's why you gotta like when you redefine yourself you gotta sit down and just write out things, the things that you love about yourself write about the things that you want to uh, enhance you know write about the things that you want to uh, remove out of your life just create that list I call it the lists. you know and it's up to you sometimes to define what, what's on that list. But, man, ain't nobody going to steal my spirit because mm-hmm. ain't more, ain't nothing more important than that. You know, money, you know, we all want money. We all want notoriety and be recognized for our work. Yes. But I will not let anything define me because there is nothing externally that can define me. That part. When you go to your funeral, the only thing people are going to remember is how you made them feel. And this is why energy is so important. It's the most valuable thing we own. You know, it, it, you're not gonna mess with my energy. Nope.
0: Man, I mean, this was so good and power packed with so much instruction and guidance and um, vulnerability and value. Um, I can't wait to share clips. I know those of you watching are enjoying. Um, and even if you're watching the replay, I'm so glad you decided to tune in. Um, We've definitely hit our hour. I could talk to you for the longest, but (laughs) out of honoring our time, I wanted to, before we go, talk about the Rebel Camp. um, Tell me about the Inner Warriorship Program and like, how did you come up with it? Why was this an important way for you to um, share your mission
1: with people? Um, I've been doing self-development for a long time, but either I've been behind the scenes Mm. Well, I help people and I'm like shadow, ghost, like creator for people, you know. Um, but I, six years ago, me and a couple buddies started a men's group called Mastermind Connect. And that really started my self-development journey. That w- That is a group for men who are looking to level up in life. Um, it's a men's group. But, you know, I took a step back from that on an executive level. I'm still involved. I'm still a founder to really focus on the thing that I love to do most, which is make people feel good about themselves. Very simple. Mm. So um, I started to trust myself and I call myself a guiding light and I'm a resiliency coach. I made my own programs, things that have worked for me. So the Rebel Camp is a self-development platform that produces self-development content and creates conversations around things that mean a lot to people in their lives. So it's not just a spiritual platform. Uh, We talk about economics, we talk about finance, we talk about psychology, we talk about sometimes interdimensional beings. We just try to have those conversations that people are most interested in that can add value to their lives. So I started doing a lot of live videos through the Rebel Camp, and then it started to pick up very fast because this was smack dab in the middle of Corona. And people were giving up on themselves. So I know people needed this. I had a kundalini awakening that was it was beautiful and ugly at the same time, which allowed me to tap into certain energies. And I had to assume this role. Um, and all of it came together. My name changed. This new thing found uh, power that I had. So with the Rebel Camp, it started off as live discussions. And then I started to produce um, – I produced – an eight-week program called the Inner Warriorship Program, which was all about helping people find their inner warrior during a time where people did not feel strong. Mm -hmm. After the success of the Inner Warriorship Program, I had this idea to create my own academy. I had given the idea to other people in the past, and I said, you know what, why don't I do it myself? And I started the Inner Warriorship Academy. I started working on that thing like in November and literally worked hard as hell to get it up while still doing the eight week program. So the Inner Warriorship Academy is an accountability community that is focused on bringing together modern day soul warriors under the guise of, you know, um, elevating ourselves spiritually, economically, physical wellness, um, constant reinforcement of positivity, but also accountability, like I said, which is looking at yourself and saying, what do I need to enhance? We have a lot of different experts, experts, professors, guides, gurus, I don't like the word guru or master. I don't I barely <laughs> do um, And we have people that come in and do workshops. Sometimes I'll pop in and do a workshop, but it really is a supportive community. We have our own app. Um, it's $29.99 a month uh, for right now, or you could pay up for the year, which is $3.99. Uh, when you pay the 399, dollars you also get the eight week program. So I haven't really even been doing hard sales for it because I've been waiting for people to quit. And today's Quitter's Day. So wow. starting next week, I'm going to be going hard because this is, I didn't want to start the, the last 19 days. I didn't want to be like, hey, do this, do this, do this. But we have um, a good amount of member uh, members in the group and they it's just very life-changing. I mean, somebody is crying at least once a week discovering <laughs> something new about themselves. And we have members from all over the world that are part of it. So you can go to innerwarriorship.com to check that out. And for the rebelcamp.com, if you want to work with me one-on-one, I also do one-on-ones. I have a program called Soul Work where I help people repair their souls if their souls are feeling broken. Um, I know a thing or two about that. So (laughs) you can always reach out via that way.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I love that so much. And I'm so proud of you. And even just the way you talk about it, it's such a, an authentic, it's so authentic to you. So that's how I, that's, I'm not shocked that it took off so fast. There's so many people in it. Shoot, I got friends in it. Like, yeah, that yeah, just oh, came man, up, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's
1: Eri- like, Erica is amazing. Yes. She's like She's like, just. She uh, loves
0: you. She's
1: <laughs> the person in the world.
0: Yes. And I, and I see her growth. Not even to be like, yeah. oh, you know, you're monitoring people in there. But you just, I just see her countenance has changed. So yeah. I'm just so happy for that. So um, really quick before we go, what's some of the feedback that you're getting from your tribe where you're just like, you know, you're doing the right thing?
1: Um, the feedback that I'm getting in my tribe is very positive. Um, you know, I've, I've constantly, I've overproved myself. Oh. I'm an OG in this. And, and, you know, this is not bragging, but I guess it is. I have always been four or five years ahead of my time. I have the first- You have. I have I had the first online hip hop television show in 2002. Uh, that was three years before uh, YouTube existed. YouTube came out in, in 2005. Um, when I did Nightlife, I had the best parties in the city. You did. Um, hands down. Uh, I, 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 I was the person that introduced one of four people that introduced the concept. Of mobile fundraising for nonprofits, I was getting hung up on for three years, and now everybody's mobile fundraising text $10 to 383838, and I worked with a, a a startup back in the day to 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 popularize that. It was us and one other person doing it, and you know so I worked really hard to popularize mobile fundraising. Then I moved to you know consulting full time, and just connecting brands with people. So I'm back consulting. I'm working on a lot of great stuff right now. So, uh, you know, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. You know, I I really appreciate the journey and I appreciate you.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you. And I'm just glad to be be tagging along. You are a visionary. Um, and yeah, you've always been ahead. So I'm glad that you know that and see that. And, um, you know, are just walking in the fullness of who you are. You deserve it. And luckily you're doing so because so many other people are benefiting from it. So thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and spending this time. I would love, I'm gonna have you on because I I stopped doing videos for a little while, but uh, I'm starting season two of my Ashes of the Phoenix series, which are Deeper Conversations. Um so I, I want to have I, I got you lined up for something but I'm still doing the uh schedule. I won't yeah. Time.
0: You know I'm here just let me know. I you know I'll get in where I fit in. I you know we got this. Absolutely. So I love it. Thank you for your time today. I can't wait till we can hang out in person again and just you no, know no. have a moment.
1: <laughs> Absolutely soon. No. I'm relocating to Georgia. I'm in the middle of that right now so Well,
0: I'm in I'm, Texas, so
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're we're close to each other, right? Yes. <laughs> all
0: right my my love thank you so much and thank Thank you guys for watching
1: all right right, guys thank you
0: peace